the saints' refuge based on Isaiah 26, verse 20. Come, my people, enter thou into thy chambers, and shut thy doors about thee. Hide thyself, as it were, for a little moment, until the indignation be overpassed. A reading from the saints' refuge. God's own people ought to be suitably affected with those judgments that come upon a nation in which they live. If God's people have no concern in thee, things, were they called upon in this text to turn into their chambers, hide themselves, and shut their doors, till the indignation be overpassed? Certainly, though God is better provided for them than others, yet there are two ways concerning these cases, as much as others. One, upon a political account. Two, upon a religious account. First, upon a political account. As they are members of the community, and so are equally concerned in the good or evil that befalls the nation in which they live, their cabins must follow the fate of the ship in which they sail. Their lives, liberties, estates, and interests sink and swim with the public. The good figs were carried away with the bad, Jeremiah 24, verse 5. In these outward respects, it oftentimes bears as hard upon the righteous as upon the wicked. Ezekiel 21, verse 3. I will draw forth my sword out of its sheath. It will cut off from you the righteous and the wicked. In these respects, as it was with the good, so it is with the sinner. Ecclesiastes 9, verse 2. The same fire that burns a dry tree, oftentimes burns a green tree as well. Ezekiel 20, verse 47. Grace is above all hazards, but creature enjoyments and comforts are not. The sins of the Sodomites involves not only their own houses and estates, but lots also and the ruin and overthrow. Wicked men often fare the better for the company of the godly, and the godly often fare the worse for the company of the wicked. And it is not to be wondered at if we consider that even the saints themselves have had a hand in the provocation of these judgments, as well as others. Deuteronomy 32 verse 19 and when the Lord saw it, he abhorred them. Because of the provoking of his sons and of his daughters, we have contributed to the common heap of guilt, and therefore must justify God if we partake with others in the common calamity. Number two, you are also greatly concerned in such judgments upon a religious and Christian account, for it is usual for the flood of God's judgments not only to sweep away our civil and natural but our spiritual and best enjoyments and comforts. Thus the ordinances of God seized in Babylon, and there the faithful bewailed their misery upon that account. Psalm 137, We wept. When we remembered you, O Zion, not only Israel flies, but the ark is taken prisoner by the enemy. 1 Samuel 4.11 And you find the people of God more deeply concerned upon this account did for all their outward losses and other sufferings. Zephaniah 3.18 I will gather them of you that are sorrowful for the solemn assemblies to whom the reproach of it was a burden. For by how much our souls are more excellent in our bodies, and the concerns of eternity overbalance those of time, but so much the more are we concerned in the loss of our spiritual, more than of our temporal mercies and enjoyments, Grace indeed cannot be lost, but the means and instruments by which it is begotten may. 
The golden candlestick is one of the movables in God's house, Revelation 2 verse 5. Thus you see a twofold concern that the people of God have in the effects of national judgments. Section 2. This being so, how should all that fear God be affected with the appearances and signs of his indignation? So is David in Psalm 119 verse 120. My flesh trembles for fear of you, and I am afraid of your judgments. He that fear not a bear, a lion, a Goliath, yet trembles at God's judgment. So did Habakkuk, chapter 3, verse 16. When I heard, my belly trembled, my lips quivered at the voice. Rottenness entered into my bones, expressions denoting the deepest seizures of fear and greatest consternations. Not that I would persuade you to such slavish fear or unchristian dejection, as it is not only sinful in itself, but to cause an inlet of many other sins, but to a due sense both of the evils of misery that will befall the nation when God's indignation comes upon it, and the evils of sin that have incensed it, and to such a fear both as may seasonably awaken us to the use of all preventing remedies. Like number one, Oh, that all would lay to heart the national miseries that God's indignation threatens upon us. It is said in Psalm 107, verse 34, A fruitful land is turned into barrenness for the wickedness of them that dwell in it. It was long since told England by one of its faithful watchmen, the nation and church in which we are, or the common ship in which we are all embarked. And if this in judgment be cast away, whether dashed against the rocks, or of any foreign power, or swallowed up in the quicksands of domestic divisions, and must need hazard all the passengers, or if you were sure that for your part you might be safe, would it not be a bitter thing to stand upon the shore, and see such a glorious vessel as this nation is, to be cast away, to see this glorious land defaced, the blessed gospel polluted, the golden candlestick removed. It cannot but affect men that have any bowels. Or if this does not move you, yet to see a stranger to lord it in your habitation, and your dwelling place to cast you out, or your delightsome dwellings, your fruitful, pleasant, and well-tilled fields, to be made a prey, for you to sow, and another to reap. Impious as Segets, for the delicate woman upon whom the wind must not blow, to be exposed to the lust and cruelty of an enemy, and be glad to fly away naked to a prolonged and miserable life which they would be glad to part with for death, were it not for fear of the exchange, for the tender mother to look upon a child of her womb and consider, must this child in whom I place the hope of my age, he that has been so tenderly brought up must he fall into the rough hands of a bloody soldier, skillful to destroy. It has been well for me if God had given me dry breasts or a miscarrying womb, rather than bring forth children to murderers. Or if you might be safe, how could you endure to see the miseries that should come upon your people and the destruction of your kindred? But alas, what security have any of us as to our earthly comforts? From the common calamity, we may please ourselves, as Baruch did, Jeremiah 45, verses 4 and 5, and dream of exemption, but by so much a greater will our distress be, when it shall come upon us and surprise us. Number 2. 
You, the people of God, ought to be deeply affected with the spiritual miseries that threaten us in the day of God's indignation. Do you consider what the removing the candlestick out of its place is? The departing gospel, the going down of the sun upon the prophets, the loss of your sweet Sabbaths and gospel feasts, and the gross darkness of popery to fill the earth. Oh, it is hard parting with the things. It is said in 1 Samuel 7 verse 2, When the ark was removed, did all the house of Israel lamented after the Lord. Pity your own souls and be deeply affected with the misery of others. The poor Christless world who are like to perish for want of vision. Proverbs 29 verse 18. In the year 1072, says Matthew Paris, preaching was suppressed at Rome. And then letters were framed by some as coming from hell, in which the devil gives them thanks for the multitude of souls sent to him that year. Number three, but especially labor to affect your hearts with the sins that have incensed God's indignation against this nation. So did the saints in Jerusalem in Ezekiel 9 verse 4. They sighed and mourned for all the abominations committed in it. So did Lot in Second Peter 2 verse 7. He vexed his righteous soul from day to day. So did David in Psalm 119 verse 36. Rivers of water run down mine eyes, because men keep not thy law. Oh, who that loves God can refrain tears to see the God of pity, the God of tender mercies, a father full of bowels and compassion, so incensed and provoked to indignation. Oh, it is an heart-melting consideration where there is any ingenuity. If our afflictions grieve God to the heart, as it does, Judges 10 verse 16, our souls shall be grieved for his dishonor. To conclude, get upon your heart such a sense of God's indignation as may quicken you to the use of preventing duties. So Amos 4.12 Because I will do this, prepare to meet your God, O Israel. So the prophet in Zephaniah 2 verses 1 and 2 Gather yourselves before the decree bring forth. It was Moses' honor to stand in the breach. Psalm 106, verse 23, and Abraham's to plead so with God, though he did not prevail.